Thanks. Good morning, Carlos. Good morning. How are you? Very good, you? Yeah. Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thank you. Um, another quick turnaround. We we never stop really saying that, do we? Do you have any fresh injury concerns going into the Bournemouth match tomorrow? Not so far. Let's see, because today for me is important on the key day, because the players are arriving now to make the, the training. <clears throat> and always in the second day is when you know better what is the, the exactly the position of each player in related with the, any type of injury because of course the when you finish one game the demand is high and you can after when when you start to when you start to pass the, the time is when you know exactly if any player have any problem or no. Um one player you mentioned who was a little bit touch and go going into Millwall, Carol Lighting. How's Carol? It's better. He was training yesterday. He training today he will be he will be one of the options that we that we can manage to to create a squad. I just want to ask you as well on Tino Andrin. He's had three appearances off the bench. Is he is he close to a start yet, Carlos, or is he still not at that level? No, no, still. Like I told you, I said this in the previous press conference. I think until the international break is going to be one one part of his develop for me because he was long time without playing minutes, and now uh, the fact that we need to to make some training with him to to prepare him well, and and the trainings can affect to the performance of the of the game if we train too much or we cannot and if he just uh, play the game he now is not ready yet to play 90 minutes or to be a starting player so we need to spend more time with him working or he needs something more for me to to be ready and the positive thing is that after this game we have the international break and we are going to have a couple of weeks to be working in his level to to be looking at the improvement that he needs to have what have you made to his mentality and application uh, during his time at the club, are you, are you satisfied with that? Exceptional in, in every mean because he's a very professional player, he's one young player, but with enormous maturity uh, to manage the situation. And of course, we sell the money. If you are one young player, one under 20 years old player, and you don't have the sell the money, it would be impossible to be, to be thinking to make a career. Uh, another young player as well, Levi Colwell, announced earlier he's in the England under-21 squad. That's thoroughly deserved, isn't it, based on this season? Yes, I think, uh, unfortunately, in the last game, we couldn't have him because uh, he was faced with the injury and after with the illness, and he didn't have the regular minutes or involvement with the squad that we would like to have or the, the minutes on the involvement that he had at the beginning of the, of the year. Fortunately, now, looks like he has fixed all the things, and of course, uh, is one player that I, I I am not surprised that he is part of the group of important players for for this country. Have you Have you spoken to Levi since he found out? No, 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 no about no about the the international call because uh, we give just normality to every process. We are not to give any type of uh, special theme. He went before. And we would like that when he goes, he has minutes and he needs to fight to have minutes in one very demanding uh, demanding environment because the under-21, be under-21 British player is not easy because in this country you can find very good talent players in this group of age. But the fact that he's with this group of players, just uh, say how important he is too. Looking, looking ahead, Carlos, and and just also reflecting on on Wednesday night. How's the mood been around the training camp? How are the players after this this brilliant run came to an end on Wednesday? You can say that this is the the end of something, or you can be 
watching that it was one game where I was watching one opponent that was better than us in some moments and in some spaces on the pitch. This is obviously the situation. We don't see like this is the end or something and it's going to create any type of frustration or sadness because it's not part of our mentality. Our mentality is to try everything that we can try in the football pitch. Before the game, I was talking with the players that the physical demands of the of the previous game would be very high. And I think the, the team, we couldn't achieve the, the result that we wanted to achieve, but in terms of, the, for example, the physical effort, the team achieved one of the highest physical uh, games or did one of the highest physical games, but we couldn't. And for me, uh, they were better than us, like I told you, in some spaces or moments of the game. But our mentality is always try to do our best, to try to see if we can show our real level. The other day, we saw only in a small period of time was not enough. We are going to take the responsibilities to solve this in the next games. And the next game is tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they do come thick and fast, don't they? Um, why did why did you feel that was that that you couldn't show that for the whole game? Because because watching on Carlos the first fifteen minutes. Uh, your team looked really good. I, I was sat there thinking if, if any team is going to win this, it will be Huddersfield Town. Um, but you, you couldn't reach those levels over the whole 90 minutes. What, what did you put that down to? Yes, I think because uh, football is like this. Football, you don't play alone. Football, you play with one opponent that they are going to try to stop the things that they are watching. And I think that little by little, they were attacking more than defending. In a, because in our attack, we have some losing of the ball that we have to prevent to have because, you know, you start to allow the team to have contra-attacks. And I don't talk about the losing, the obvious losing of the ball uh, previous to the goal that we concede. I don't talk about that one because it's normal that you can have, but previous to that one, we have one pre losing of the ball. After that one in offensive, we have many losing of the ball or more than the necessary losing of the ball to control one game. So for me, as soon as we start to don't control the game, you start to balance the feeling that you have at the beginning that was uh, more positive for us than for them. And after it's true that uh, we suffered a little bit to control the movement of the strikers. For me, they, they were doing a very good game in the, in the attacking part. For me, in defense, we did a good work, but was not enough to stop them. But from the defensive point of view, for me, the defensive part of uh, players, they compete better than our attacking part of players. So can you as a coach can you work on that on the training field or is this down to something you talk to the players in the meetings how, how do you go around fixing that basically in the training is impossible because as you can imagine yesterday we we just could recover we arrived at 4 a.m in the morning after the game yesterday we did the the we were in the morning here we were meeting with the players we did a recovery but just a recovery because at that moment after prepare prepare with a lot of intensity one game like the Millwall one. The only important thing was the recovery. And today, I am going to miss the time talking about the, the past. I will focus now talking about how it's going to be tomorrow game. So sometimes talking, but sometimes I think as a, as a team, we know very well what was working. We know very well what was not working. But to make the things work doesn't depend only on the trainings. Or sometimes the influence of the training is too, too small to can change the things. Sometimes it's the day, sometimes the things doesn't work, sometimes with the pass of the minutes we are affected by some situations that happen in the game that have one emotional impact in your behavior, in your level of confidence, in your level of possibilities, and are things that are part, just normal part of the football and normal things that we, that we talk during the year that doesn't mean now to have a special uh, talking or mention to, to this, I think. 
as a group, you need to build the mentality game by game. And when you are building this mentality, you know we things are important to perform well, we think we need to try to avoid. It must be like like you've kind of alluded to, it's part of the journey, the defeat, and and I guess all runs have to come to an end, Carlos. But there must be some pride to know that you went on that run. Is is that something you have to remind the players of? Not necessary. Not necessary because I think the uh, the, the players are so focused to compete in the games and to achieve three points. That's all. If we have done this during many games, perfect. But the team, I don't think the team needed to continue this running and beating or not to perform well in the next game. Our mentality is game by game. And I always say, this is what we have been working. And it's not depend about which result we have achieved before. It's about how we prepare the game that we have in front of us. Just coming up, and we'll, we'll come on to Bournemouth in a moment, but you know, looking at the fixtures, Bournemouth, Luton, QPR, Middlesbrough, all to come. Does it, does it almost change the way you prepare for these games because these opponents are going for the, the same prize as you? It's very, very, very excited to be playing one period like the one that you mentioned too. Great stuff. Well, going on to Bournemouth, they're one place above you, like we said, going for a, a similar aim to you this season. What have you made of them? Because a lot of the top six, and we're talking to Matty Pearson about this, they, they've seemed a little bit inconsistent of late. What what do you think that's down to? Why why aren't these teams being able to put these runs together? I think, first of all, I don't know the, the aims of Bournemouth. I can imagine his target uh, with the squad that they have, with the coach that they decide to, to bring and with the, with the market that they did in the, now in, the, in January. So I can tell you about my, our, our aims, our targets. I think our target is just to be competitive every single time that we are in the pitch. This is the first point. The second point, you told me about them, about why they are no, I think they are one team, that they are in the second position having less games than any team uh, in the league. So it means that they are being excellent. In some periods, every game, every team, we are going to have periods when we are achieving positive results and periods when no. They, for me, start the league showing that they were maybe at the beginning of the league the best team of the league because if I don't have a bad memory, I don't know, but they were around 11 games unbeaten. And of these 11 games unbeaten, I think they draw one or two games only. So they were achieving many points at the beginning. Only Preston was the first opponent that uh, beat them. I don't know if it was the 11th or the 12th game. I, I'm not sure about this, but I remember that they were doing one run of unbeaten games that show very well the level of team that they have. And after this, like every team in the, in the world, we are going to have some moments, like Manchester City was winning everything, and now looks like they have problems to, to win some game. And they are just, they continue being the first in Premier League. So it means that every single team in the world, we have moments where the things are working well. Fortunately, this is what we try to extend and to keep and to achieve. And some moments when the results are not going to arrive, but this is part of the football journey. So. I think they are amazing squad with one very good coach, and that's why they are in the position that they are. So it means that the demand of the game tomorrow are going to be very high, but it only increase our level of motivation to play against them. I, I was going to say it's interesting because you alluded to it there. The the run they had at the start, they've been in the the Premier League recently. You even look at some of the the players they bought in in the January transfer window. You know, if, if we're talking financially and budgets, they're they're miles ahead of other teams in this league, but you've shown when you've gone to Fulham and, and come up against those teams that you're more than capable to match these sides. I think every team has their strength and we have our values. And tomorrow is one game we need to show and to make a strong 
our values as a team, our mentality, our determination, and our competitive and our spirit. The something that we talk that the, the real terrier spirit is the, the the spirit to compete against anyone. Because at the end in football you have eleven players in the pitch, that uh, you are going to have the same possibilities than them. It's true that from the competition point of view, unlike to play the games in the same physical conditions, sometimes we achieve this, sometimes no. Tomorrow, unfortunately, no. But these things all increase our level of determination to to be more together, to be togetherness between us, to be together with our fans that we expect tomorrow to have many people supporting the team. And this fact only have to make us strong, give us a powerful and, and a strong mind and possibilities to face the game in the best way that we have to face. Yeah, just last one from me, Carlos. I was just going to say that on the fans, I'm thinking back to the Peterborough match, the Cardiff match in recent weeks at home. It's going to, this running, it's almost going to feel like a cup final every time at the John Smith Stadium. And you, you're really going to need those fans, aren't you? Yes, and it's fantastic to have the, the stadium full or close to full. And, and like you say, to feel the big of each game that we are going to play. Good luck for tomorrow. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Louis. Dave, we'll come to you. Morning, Carlos. Morning. Um, I know you've just spoke a little bit about Bournemouth, but just to focus in on them a bit, do you think it's their main strength is, is attacking? So defensively, do you have to be really, really on your game tomorrow? Yes, 100%. If we don't defend well tomorrow, there is no to be chance to, to take the game. Um, is the international break coming at quite a good time? Because obviously you've had a lot of games in very quick succession and it, you, uh, as a manager, you like to have some time with your players on the training pitch, don't you? Yes, I think it's necessary in some moment of the, of the league to have this break that allows us to stop, to recover and to keep growing as a team. I think it's, it's very important because when you are playing many games in a row, you need some stop some rest and to, to recharge the energy and to and to keep and to have a little bit of time to work with the team more than to just to prepare one game. And I just wanted to talk about a couple of individuals. Lee Nichols was was produced a couple of sensational saves again against Millwall. Are you surprised at how good he's been? Because he's now leading the league on saves made, save percentage, clean sheets. Mm. You, you really have got the best keeper in the league at the moment, haven't you? I'm so pleased to have him. And I think he's one of the players that, of course, I, not only one game, more than one game, he's been one of the best players in the, in the team. This is positive because it means that we have a very good keeper. And it's negative for me as a coach because sometimes it's like the keeper is having a lot of work. We try always to reduce his impact in the game, trying to don't have to make the or don't have to show the skills that he has showed previously and the skills that he has as a keeper that for me are, are brilliant skills as a keeper. And just the last one from me, I just wanted a word about Lewis O'Brien as well, because you've used him out on the left, you've used him almost as a 10, you've used him almost as a second striker and his form never seems to waver. He's, he's just a brilliant player, isn't he? Exactly. He's a brilliant player because not only the fact, there are two things. The first one, the fact that he was playing this year as a number three, as a wingback, as a left wingback, as a midfielder, that is for me his main position number eight, as a number 11, as a number 10, and, and even as a number seven the other day, some minute we changed in the 3 for 3 he was playing on the right, on the right side. But it's not only the fact that he can compete in the level that he is competing every single time in each position in the football pitch. 
is the is how he reacts to the fact that you make him play in different positions. Yeah. There is what the fact that make O'Brien a special player. And this is the fact that I don't see limits in his career and I don't see limits in his potential. Because some players for me can limit themselves when you move them. And O'Brien is one player that never is going to limit himself because he always is motivated just to compete in every single space, every single moment and every single minute of the season with one level of humility that is going to make him a sessional player and is going to make that he never is going to stop to grow. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Good luck tomorrow. You're welcome. Thanks, David. Stuart, good morning. Morning. Morning, Carlos. Just let you have your drink. <laughs> Just, just to, to ask a little bit more about that. Obviously, there's a lot of skill for Lewis O'Brien, but for the team as a whole, you ask them to play lots of different formations, lots of different ways. You must have a very intelligent group of players to be able to adapt like that. Yes, because for, of course, yes. And that's why we spend time with the players. And that's why I, I like to, to share my ideas with the players. And this is what we need to do, to work together with the same idea. Sometimes when you are having a good results, the best, we see the versatility, versatility of the team as a one of the strengths. The day that we don't see the same results, we'll be watching the versatility of the players as a one of the winners that we have. Because this is football. But I think that is positive to have the option to adapt to the different contests because never we are going to play one game in the same way. The shape, the formation of the opponent, the niche of the game, the, the spaces in attack, the spaces in defense are going to be different the number of the players that arrive in a good conditions to the game because the for example for me if you want to see we have for example three central backs with a very good level and the only way to see these things about together is to play with three so sometimes it's about the manage of these things which players arrive in better condition in better possibilities we say the opponent is using which space we are going to need which space we are not going to need and try to make these things the other day for me, the fact that we were playing with central backs held the team in defense, but doesn't help the team after to build attacks that we change to, to four. And these changes can arrive before the game or after the game. But in football, like I told you, sometimes our strengths, depending on the result, are going to be watching as a negative point or as a positive point. But I mean, it must be, we often don't really think about how much information players have to take on board to be able to do that and how quickly they have to think when you say, right, we'll switch from a three to a four or, or whatever it is. They, they probably deserve a lot of credit for that, don't they? No, first of point, I think that I am working with one, I am working with one exceptional group of players. And I am saying this, not now, I'm saying this from the beginning because they don't limit themselves to have this growing as a, as a group. And I think if the information that we give to them will be too difficult to manage, I think uh, we wouldn't see the team playing well or competing well. At the end, if you start to analyze with detail, we only have two formations in defense. One will have file, one will have four. Done. And we know just the difference between one or the other one. It's true that for me in attack, we have more because depending how the opponent defend, we are going to find the advantages of the spaces in, in different places. But it's not too much more than this. Do you, do you think you have to be more adaptable, particularly attacking, as the season goes on? Because obviously every team gets to know each team better. And do you have to cause more surprises for the opposition as the season goes on? I think one of the, the collective organisations 
offensive collective organization and defensive collective organization is one of the keys to 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 achieve a positive results in part of this organization uh, is the adaptation to the niche of the game and you mentioned to Dave about the international break. I just wanted to ask you actually how, how you'll approach it because it, it is an opportunity to do some work and it is an opportunity to rest. And how, how, will you, how will you balance the two? And obviously you'll have players missing as well on international duty. Using the first days to recover and using the next days to, to, to keep growing. This is how we are going to, this is how we were doing all the international breaks. And we are going to just to repeat the routine that we decide to do that we understand with the medical department, with the physical department, that is the best routine that we can have. Use the first days to break and to stop and to rest and use the next days to keep growing the team. And, and obviously you mentioned Levi, four players like Levi who are going away on international duty. Um, some managers might be, might be worried about the, the, the risk of them picking up injury. Do you look more at the positive side of what they'll, what they'll learn in a different environment and the, and the change they'll have? Yes, yes, yes. I think uh, see the players going with the international, uh, international calls of their countries is just a reason to be proud. And yes, the more players we have international means that uh, they are competing really well in the club where they are and they are growing as a player. And that, for us, is just a reason to be proud of the group of players that we have. Excellent. Thank you very much, Carlos. Good luck on Saturday. Thanks, Stu. Alfie, good morning. Anything to add? Morning, Carlos. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you. Good stuff. Um, just looking at the league table now and talking about a few other clubs, I know you might tell me that you don't look at the league table, but there's some sides just below you now, outside the playoff places, the likes of Nottingham Forest and and Millwall that are playing really, really well at the minute. Are you, are you mindful of how, how good their form is? I think from the beginning this year, if I analyse the, the, the if I analyze championship, uh, it was clear that there are one group of, there are many teams that are in similar position in terms of the number of points that we are achieving. Fortunately, we are part of this group of teams that are competing and performing well and are having a, a, a enough number of points to be in a good position uh, in the table. But I think this year the championship, one of the characteristics of this year of the, of the, of the league is that we are finding many, many teams that are competing really well. That's why the difference are not being too high in terms of the number of points between the third in the league that right now we are but this is not real because we don't have the same number of games that the other opponents. And maybe, I don't know exactly, but maybe the position 11 or the position 12, the difference of the points uh, now is tied. But even knowing that the only pity this year of the championship is that for COVID situation or for different situations, we don't arrive the same, the, the team with the same number of games to can compare now in the moment that we are. But that makes it even more important, really, for you to get back to winning ways as quickly as possible, though, doesn't it, the form of those clubs? With any type of doubt, of course. And uh, if finally... We want to, if we want to be in a good position in the table, always going to be the consequence to, to win the games. And, and finally, from me, just, just thinking back to when Bournemouth last came to the John Smith Stadium around this time last year, I think it was, and, and a 2-1 defeat... Um, I think that they've, they've maybe stayed at that, that kind of same level, but, but you've improved massively. How, how proud of how far your sides come from sort of those games at the back end of last season to this season? I think both teams have 
improve. Being honest, if I compare both teams, I think both teams we have improved. They have now different managers. One manager that he achieved one, one promotion with Fulham to the Premier League. Uh, it means that he has the experience to, to do and the knowledge to do. And they don't have the same for me group of players because they have for me a, a, a good improvement. With the, they keep the basis of the last year plus a, a, a very good improvements this year. And we were doing exactly the same. So that's why I told you that tomorrow is one game just to be motivated to play because it's, it's one game that if you ask any player, everyone would like to play. Brilliant. Thank you. Best of luck tomorrow, Carlos. Thank you so much. Thanks, Alfie. Elvis, we'll just check in with you. Everything okay? We'll go. Yes. Right, excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Thank you.